0: Hello, Trash Future fans. Just a quick heads up. We have two new shirts available. They are also available on discount for our Patreon subscribers. Check the link in the show notes. And if you are a subscriber and you want your discount code, check for the post on Patreon. Thank you and enjoy this week's free episode.
1: Well, you see, that's the thing, Keith, because I used to be in the band D-Ream and then I became a renowned cosmologist. And what that makes you realize is when you look out at the vastness of the universe, you just sort of see how sort of pointless a lot of these debates really
2: are.
3: Yes. uh, Thank you, Brian. Uh, Professor Brian Cox there. He's always, always calling into the show. So today we are taking your calls, as you may have heard, on the big debate with me, Keith James. And the topic for today is, of course, will you be traveling abroad while the pandemic is ongoing? Have you traveled abroad? That's what we're taking your calls on today. And uh, I've got this call coming in from Barry. Barry, uh, where are you right now?
1: Uh, good morning, Keith. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm calling in from uh, Raqqa. So I'm sorry
2: if the uh, if the line's a bit dodgy, but uh, you know the coverage out here is not exactly great in the
3: Levant. sorry, Barry. You said you're calling in from Raqqa, as in Raqqa in Syria, the ongoing conflict zone in the Middle East. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's where I am. Yeah. Okay, ba- Barry. Let's just. Let's just take a step back here for a second. Um, so you obviously have been travelling uh, d- during the pandemic. I-, I take it that you are you- you're you're a British. You're a British national.
1: Is that is that right, Barry? You're f- you live in the UK. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Bred and born and bred. And so, what exactly? Uh, what what exactly? What exactly happened here? What made you
3: take the decision to uh, to travel abroad?
1: Well, what happened was with a pandemic going on. You know, you got everyone in the house. You got the wife in your ear and all that. And uh, to be honest. We were having real trouble with a bin collection. You know, you've got people off sick with COVID and that, and they're not not—they're not collecting the bins properly. And uh, I was i was talking to one of my mates, and uh, and I said, Do you know what, I bet they've got better bin collections in the Islamic State. And he said, well, you, well, you wouldn't want to live there, would you? And you know what, to prove a point, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out there and see what this Islamic State mob are about. So again,
3: Barry, just to be clear... You have during the coronavirus pandemic. You have travelled to the Islamic State to join them with a view to assessing what their bin collections are like. Now, it, as I understand it, that does invalidate any travel insurance that you might have.
1: Oh yeah, that's right, Keith. I tell you, Thomas Cook won't touch it with a barge pole. Um, I had to, uh, I had to come out here in the back of a truck. Anyway, my point is, I got out here, and actually, the state with bin collections, it's not. It's not fantastic, but you know what? A lot of people a lot of people have got a lot to say about the Islamic State, but they've not they've not tried it. And you know what? For a kickoff there's no cancel tax and uh Tarek, will you will you fucking lay off with that fifty cal I'm calling it the I'm calling it in the BBC home candy. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh anyway. And in fairness, they're a decent bunch of lads, here. You know what? Um, I was surprised to find that uh, some of them actually quite like Brian Ferry, for example. Um, but uh, I tell you what, it is a fucking nightmare trying to get a bacon sandwich.
3: And so, Barry, what does your what does your wife think about all this? You know, where 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 do they where does your family sit in all in all of this?
1: Well, honestly, Keith, I got to tell you, she was not she was not best pleased to start with, but you know, I've got to say, like I said, you know, actually, when you get out of here, the people on the ground in the Islamic State, they're like, they're like people anywhere else, you know, they just want to, they just want to do an honest day's work for an honest day's way, uh, bring death to the Kafar, and to be fair, the Kafar have got a lot to answer for, and that's what I've learned while i've been out here to be honest with you so uh you know i i, I would stand by it almost entirely and uh, just before i go i would like to uh to shout out all the uh, all the warriors of Allah out there and uh yeah we'll be keeping we'll be keeping the black flag uh, flying keith and uh if you wouldn't mind for us over in Raqqa playing uh playing uh roxy music
3: well uh thank you uh barry thank you to barry i think he's uh He's gone now. Um, So, uh, this is Roxy Music uh, for all of the brave Islamic State fighters in the Levant.
0: Welcome back to a free episode of TF, that podcast you're currently listening to at this moment. It is the free one. (laughs) Hey, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know about my life. Yeah, You're listening to this one right now, Milo. But it is the free one. Indeed. And it is the free one with myself and Milo and Alice coming at you from the British Isles and... And uh, the Dutch. <laughs> yeah, no, the Dirch is not here this today. Uh, but we are joined uh, uh for I believe collecting his uh his third appearance uh certificate that entitles him to entry into the uh plus club lounge. It is Brian Quimby from Street Fight. Brian, how's it going? Great, how are you guys? Uh not so bad. I mean, as we said earlier, uh it's Britain, so as good as can
4: be expected. Mm. Yeah, like pretty yeah. bad, but not as bad as it could I don't know be. Why there's
5: a giant <laughs> statue of Churchill in the studio now. Just noticed that.
4: Giant statue of Ulysses S. Grant in my studio. So. That's
5: right. Yeah, because uh, we
4: sent it
3: to
0: you when we replaced <laughs> it with Churchill. <laughs> That's it. Is, uh, TF's, TF now uh, is, supports the uh, Lawrence Fox campaign for London Mayor and uh, is uh, on a platform of more statues. Uh, we're even putting the campaign on a plinth. Uh, we're casting it in bronze, and we are putting one in every room. New, new, more than one statue of everyone who's ever been, anyone ever. Oh, yeah. uh, no, we are, in fact, uh, we are doing a little bit of a TF, uh, TF, TF Ohio edition, as a matter of fact, today, which is uh, one of the reasons, uh, Brian, that we're talking to you today as well. Cracking up in a cool, crisp monster energy. Exactly. Um, I, we are all- I know a, that's
4: one thing I know a lot about, is Ohio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Ohio streets fighting. Um no, we are so everyone in NTF world today is uh wearing a flat brim hat. Uh we're wearing shorts in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um we are uh we're driving around and uh drinking a uh pre ban for low. you are lucky we're all we are- on
5: probation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, um so we uh, what we actually have done is we are going to talk a little bit today about a little company called Lordstown Motors. Um, Lordstown Motors uh, being the recent subject of a re- research report by uh, Hindenburg Research, uh, which alleges, uh, among other things, that the company... A company that researches you yeah. when everything's going very well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, which, uh, among other things, uh, is um, suggesting that the company is uh, fake and not real oh. and um, largely fictional. Uh, despite the fact that it appears to have a very large physical presence and political presence indeed in Ohio. When you go bankrupt in the Matrix, your mind makes it real. Yeah, that's right. So um, before, we, before we crack on, though, I just wanted to uh, ask, uh, ask uh, Brian, right? For maybe more international listeners, places like Lordstown and like the Rust Belt in Ohio, like, what's, the, oh, what's, uh, what's it like there with regard to manufacturing and
4: unions and so on? Well, I don't think there's a lot of manufacturing going on. I mean, I guess if you drive a little bit out of one of the cities, which I don't often do, you do see plants, but they all seem to be very closed. <laughs> so I don't know if you can have unions in places that are closed. So I'm, I'm assuming it's not going well, that's, great.
5: That's what, a, that's what like a do nothing union job is, is you have a union meeting in yeah. a
0: closed plant. Everyone
3: has a no show job because <laughs> the plant is yeah. closed.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So it, it's, I, I assume Ohio is just a lot of um, a, lo- a lot of guys in tracksuits eating big sandwiches outside job sites, collecting fat paychecks for doing shit all.
4: Yeah. I mean when you get outside of the cities there's not a lot of people collecting paychecks is what it seems like. That's what it looks like when you drive out. Yeah, so uh
0: fortunately however, uh Lord Lordstown Motors appears to have done um well look, a, a bait at least a bait and switch has the first half which is the bait. So they have done a bait and they appear to be in the process of doing the switch uh on huh. a uh Switches when the bait gets yeah, better, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, on a town that uh, basically has borne a lot of the brunt of uh, deindustrialization in the region most recently. Uh, so a little bit of background. Lordstown Motors is a company based in Ohio, started by a man called Steve Burns a couple years ago. Um, Mr. Burns. Uh, and more, well, <laughs> uh, more, he, he col- tries to cultivate an affable image, but in policy terms, yes, very close. Uh, a man who I'm sure would blot out the sun. Um, and this is essentially like a bud off of his previous company, which is called Workhorse, which did essentially the same thing. From which he was let go for being basically useless. It recently went public via SPAC and raised about six hundred and seventy-five million dollars in cash from doing so. In no small part because this electric vehicle firm generated over a hundred thousand pre-orders to fleet buyers, so like people who have like fleets of trucks that they use for things before even making a single car. Hmm. That must um, be a really
4: good th- truck then. Yeah, it's great. It's good business. It's actually, I, I like the idea. I always talk about Elizabeth Holmes, the uh, uh fucking the blood thing, mm. uh, where they get you. Ah, uh, fuck! I can't remember the name of the company, Theranos. but I'm always like Theranos. I'm always like, what a great idea to like get all the money for doing something, but not actually doing it. That seems like a great business.
0: It's it's even better than podcasting. <laughs> it is. It is. We have to make some uh, even shadow of a product. <laughs> they just, I mean, well, at the at a high enough um, level of like of price, right? You actually have to do quite a bit less. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the like Nikola, which we've talked about on this company before, they have partnered with General Motors as part of General Motors' transition to electric. So, it does seem as though General Motors may have been the victim of another <laughs> flimflam. Oh no. <laughs> Not General Motors. Bad for them.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man. Now, 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 this whole thing makes me feel bad,
0: <laughs> which I didn't. Anything before. to do with General Grievous? Yeah. Um, so, like Nikola, uh, also the company is helmed by a showman type figure who's been compared to P.T. Barnum. Mr. Lyle Langley. Yes. <laughs> and like Nikola, it's also recently had a yes, this report published about them by Hindenburg, which alleges it is essentially a uh, scam. Um And to me, this is worth talking about because it is essentially, um, like the Nicholas situation. It has defrauded a lot of investors, which is uh cool and funny and hilarious, and we like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but unlike the Nicholas situation, uh, uh, part of uh that, um, part of that, uh, you might say fraud, scam, uh, illegal crime activity uh, (laughs) appears to have been like. Much more sadistic because it is heavily played on the narrative that it's going to revitalize uh, Lordstown, Ohio, and the surrounding area as part of like the much vaunted transition of the of the area to what is being called Voltage Valley.
4: Oh, uh, I haven't heard of Voltage Valley. I like it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, oh, don't get too attached to the concept. Brian. <laughs> why does why does that sound like a sub channel on Kink.com? Um, <laughs> it, it's a uh, I'd say, yeah, don't don't get too attached to the concept because it's uh, probably not going uh, to work because so many of these companies that get involved in it seem to be uh, scams. The
5: the title (laughs) that we put on the notes for this was oops, all scams.
0: Yeah. Oopsie daisy. (laughs) It's all scams. Um, And Alice, this this reminded me of Nicola, but it reminded you of a different company. Carbon. Carbon Motors.
5: Uh, If you ever played the video game Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Right. if you played that long enough you could unlock a special cop car which had like classified statistics called the Carbon E7 which looked very futuristic. They didn't just make that up. That was a real startup that came to the town of Conner'sville, Indianapolis and built them out of like at least 7 million dollars worth of public money which they used to pay themselves. Um th- th- they were going to bring something like, you know, over a thousand jobs to this uh, post-industrial town, and what Carbon was going to do is they were going to build the cop car of the future. That was
4: going to be their <laughs> thing. I I invested in them, actually. <laughs> I didn't know that this had gone upside down, though. I was like, oh, cop cars, we're always going to need those.
3: <laughs> yeah. Brian's yeah. got to call his broker, actually, this is very bad <laughs> for his financials. <laughs> no,
5: genuinely, yeah. the, the, the city awarded them like seven million dollars, mostly in riverboat casino money.
4: <laughs> oh come on!
3: Don't take the riverboat casino <laughs> uh, money. <laughs> an old timey guy in like a waistcoat with a bow tie and like a big big moustache. And by the is like, no, I now a little bit needing some money here for this uh, uh, car company. And by, the, by, by the t- I made enough money here on the riverboat casino, <laughs> that uh, I don't see why we couldn't see our way to uh, that classic
5: Ohio accent. That's right. Yeah. No, it's it's like. On the one hand, it's like guys defrauding Riverboat Casino people, who are already fraudsters, right? It's just scams against scam artists,
4: but... Riverboat casinos kick ass because they're in places that it's illegal mm. to have a casino, but they will be like, but you can put it on the river. You're allowed... You're not allowed <laughs> yeah, to no have a casino in the state. In but like in a, if,
5: international waters.
4: Yeah, if you have a lake. Then it's legal, of course. You can't <laughs> enforce laws on water. So, like,
5: well, you yeah, going to call the boat yeah, police? So, so yeah. Conestoga was literally, it was called like Little Detroit back in the day. Um, and then all of these factories, like, uh, I, I think there was definitely Ford there, but I think GM too had closed and had moved elsewhere. And so, all of these all of this like but both the officials and the normal people were like, yeah, we're gonna get the jobs back. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a sort of a high-tech cop car factory in our town. And then they immediately filed for bankruptcy with like $21 million worth of debt. And the city mm-hmm. was left with their sole assets, which is just the perfect sort of scam thing. Their sole assets were some staging for trade shows and a single prototype cop car that did not drive and was sold for like (laughs) $20,000.
4: It feels like an investment. It feels like in the car business, you can really get away with like saying, I'm selling a car that doesn't work. You Mm -hmm. know, like it, it, both of these stories are like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, it's a car. I had an idea for a car. You know? You've seen cars before. Well, <laughs> this is one of those. I, I feel like <laughs> less
5: bad about the carbon thing because they, they were defrauding cops, right? Very, very easy people to lie to. And so they could just tell these guys, yeah, it's it's going to have a place where you can put your gun or whatever. And they would turn around to the mayor and be like, yeah, now I have an urgent tactical need for $21 million worth yeah, of cars. Yeah,
0: but like... Not so with Lordstown, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So with Lordstown, um, well, it's a it's a little bit different, right? So much like, much 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 like sort of many of the other places sort of discussed here, sort of and in, uh, in, including uh, yeah this place where they had carbon. Um, Lordstown had a was the center of a lot of factories, a lot of manufacturing. Um, GM built cars and cars in Lordstown at the Lordstown Assembly Plant from '66 to 2019, but like they really used it a lot less like they slashed. They've been slashing jobs ever since about 1972 following a historic strike. So um, the Lordstown strike of 72 was very significant in American labor relations history because and this is from an article by Sarah Jaffe. It was this newer generation of assembly line workers who like saw what their forebears had secured, which was a relatively secure but monotonous 40 hour work week where you basically do what you're told and assemble a car. um. And, and what she says is, the 1972 Lordstown strike revived, all too briefly as things turned out, the demand from organized labor for workers to exercise some control over the moment-to-moment process of production. Yet the Lordstown action also ended up marking a different kind of turning point for factory work in America. Employees won a couple smaller concrete goals, such as getting laid off people rehired but the UAW International caved to management when it came to the demands for greater control over working conditions. Labor historian Eric Loomis said they were unable to win freedom from work or freedom from that kind of work because they were just starting a conversation about autonomy and it never really had the time to come to fruition. Hmm.
5: Before being so, crushed by a giant robot.
0: Yeah, well, Effectively, before be before being crushed by sort of the response of um sort of western economies to like a what is comparatively a relatively minor recession in 1973 uh the decision was well time to discipline labor crush the unions etc i've got a new company it builds giant union crushing robots (laughs) i'm gonna need a hundred million
3: dollars of riverboat casino money
0: (laughs) so if if in so in fact like the, the what we have is this it was sort of this place where, yeah, this was sort of it, we came so close, or the UAW came so close to piercing that membrane, getting that little more, a bit of more control, and where then they just got completely fucking shut down. And I mean, the defeat of the labor movement here, in many respects, set the stage in motion for that factory returning not as a center of value creation as it was, where people would come in and work on a thing and then organize together to try to work on the thing for more mm. money and have more control over their working on the thing. But essentially now the factory is an ornament and a PowerPoint to bilk money out of investors. Mm.
2: Um, Which
5: would be great, <laughs> but for the fact that it's yeah. giving all of these people false hope.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> essentially. So, I mean, um, I, like, uh, just the, in, in that sort of little bit of, of sort of Lordstown labor history, uh, sort of turning back to Brian, right, sort of... um. That's sort of that story, right? Of we come from a, a a strike that sort of has these very lofty goals to eventually becoming, yeah, basically a, becoming unused, unallocated as it was after NAFTA and after the steel plants closed down in Lordstown, right? Like, like well, how, how does that story sort of strike you, right? This transformation of, of, of vibrancy
4: to sort of fakeness? I mean, it is like all use, like, so the vaccine is available in, in the United States, like pretty readily available. You can get it if you look, you know, and uh, uh, basically what you do in Ohio, if you want to get it right away, like I wanted it the day I was eligible to get it. I had to look in traditionally Republican parts of the state. You know, maybe an hour, hour and a half out of town, a place where there's not a lot of stuff. And like when you go to these cities to to, you know, steal their vaccines that they're not using uh, because everybody in yeah. Columbus is like, I want it. You know, uh, when you go into these cities, you really can get a sense that like, man, these were all towns that were like there was a lot of stuff going on. You can see the buildings and and they're all kind of burned out now and it it is really sad you can see people kind of falling for a scam like this if they're promised anything like mm. any job that's not like working at Tim Hortons or a CVS is like a good job because if you think about it like the only real local jobs are maybe the two restaurants in town that employ six people and then mm. you have like the the Walmart area of of town where you know, there's probably a strip mall where a lot of the people work or they drive two hours out of town to mm-hmm. to work. So like, you can definitely see why they would be so willing to fall for like, we're going to build a fucking plant here. This is going to be voltage city or whatever. I forget what you guys called it, but yeah. like I could get very, I could see them getting very excited and rolling out the red carpet for this.
0: Indeed, and that's sort of what happened because after GM basically took revenge on its workforce uh, by unallocating all these American plants to Mexican plants uh, after uh, NAFTA was signed, mm. after rewriting all the contracts, the big three auto manufacturers as two-tier contracts where like you had senior workers who were like you know kept those jobs and you know junior workers who came in under basically gig economy conditions, but in 2007, mm. um, the uh, two th- uh, and then you've got like. The, the, this factory makes the Chevy Cruze, which basically saves GM from bankruptcy because people like compact cars. And then it shuttered completely in 2019. Steve Burns comes in as the head of Lordstown Motors, um, heavily invested in himself by GM, mm. and says, I'm going to unshutter this factory. Uh, and he, here's what he, pro- he, he said the plan was as of January 2019 600 workers in Y1 to build 20,000 of the pickup called the Endurance. 2022, we ramp up hiring and production to include other EVs, um, aiming at 5,000 skilled jobs in the medium term in this town. Uh, and the jobs would pay $17 an hour, which is just less than a new hire at the Big Three, and uh, would not be unionized off the bat, though Burns has said on record he would allow the UAW to organize the workers if they chose to have a union, which is very uh, nice of him. How <laughs> nice that's, to say wow, I Wow, $17 an that's hour. That's so
5: funny. Fuck me. That's so funny, though. To, what, a, what a king's ransom. Yeah, to be like... Um, yeah, no, this, this obvious scam, right, this fraud, these jobs that are imaginary. Are these imaginary jobs going to be union, and you can't even bother to
0: lie about that? You're just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I told you last night. No, I don't. I don't want them getting ideas about their. Sta- there are no jobs coming. I still don't want them getting ideas about <laughs> their had station. A union before, and that's what made all the factories yeah. close. So I think we need to do away with that idea. Look, if we have an imaginary union, then how am I going to be able to make imaginary money from the imaginary factory?
4: I wonder if he was just worried that someday he might have to hire some people, you know, to make the uh, <laughs> scam look good. Like, well, we'll say seventeen dollars an hour. It's not a lot of money, but. You know, yeah. it's it's better than CVS or uh mm. uh you know a, a fucking McDonald's seventeen dollars an mm. hour. Mm. Uh
0: well I actually do know how many people are working at the plant in Ohio as of right oh, is now. Is it none? Is it none? Is it none? Okay. Uh it's actually a whole hundred and seventy one. Huh.
4: Oh, they gotta huh. be doing great yeah. though because they're not really doing anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know what it is that they're doing. Um, mm. I've gotten some examples of some people. They're all like Vito spadafor. They're yeah. just there in a, in a lawn chair eating a sandwich. This sort of does come up with the people, but it does come up at some point that okay. stuff like this is happening. Um, so one of the people, one of the people hired, for example, has been hired basically to like go through and check to see which of the machines work and don't work. Which again, just. It really seems like a like a dad promising to come to let, like, you know, like a divorced dad, like being like, I'm definitely going to come to your little league game, son. Mm, and yeah. then just doesn't show it doesn't show up. But like you keep seeing his car almost coming. And you're like, yeah. Maybe this
4: is him. Yeah. None of the machines um, work. That's the thing is like, how do you hire a mechanic mm-hmm. for something that doesn't work? Like, what do they do? Do they just have like like, you know how. Chuck E. Cheese or the animatronics Did they just make like animatronic machines That you can just <laughs> crank up and be like Oh wow look at it go The Chuck E. Cheese truck factory yeah.
3: <laughs> I imagine it looks like A set for if you were putting on a stage Musical of Dexter's lab
0: Yes <laughs> So again, they, they did buy the plant with all the stuff In it ah. so it does have working stuff In it however again Your reference to a stage musical Will be relevant later <laughs> Oh, because it's like the produce. <laughs> because essentially what they've done, yeah, more or less. Mm. So what they've done is they have built, they are like saying they're building cars. They're saying they've, but you know, they're saying they're building cars, basically. Sure. I have no reason um, to We'll get to what's actually them. happening. Uh, they've also been approved for a, a state tax credit worth $20 million on the expectation that that $20 million will incentivize them to create 1,570 new full-time jobs. Let's see if they materialize. I love it when, you know, there are some scammers and they've started a business
3: as a scam. And you're like, well, maybe if we give them $20 million, then they'll be embarrassed at how much money they've scammed out of us and they'll maybe, like, do something.
0: <laughs> they'll take pity on us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so um, Mike Pence and, and Donald Trump made a huge deal out of Lordstown when it opened in Beautiful 2019. Deal. They said it, uh, was, yeah. it, it was They said it signaled the American recovery. So Pence said... It's a new beginning for Lordstown and a new day for leadership in electric vehicles. The recovery is on. Um, <laughs> electric vehicles, something which I normally think are yeah. gay, <laughs> but on this occasion, because it suits me. <laughs> yes, uh, which, makes it more t- which makes it more timely and appropriate to be here at Lordstown Motors, a part of the Great American Comeback, um, which is just fantastic. The Great American great
4: Comeback. America- the America's
3: gra- been out with like a fucking metatarsal.
4: You guys don't remember there was a time there where they were making America great again. There was a time before that where it was not so great. I don't know where, what happened Mm. before, but they were busy, you know, making Mm. it great again. Then they did it, and then people were like so unkind to them. And they were like, well, we don't want to keep America great. We're going to elect Joe Biden, actually.
0: Yeah. And yeah. He, he, if if not for Joe Biden, if if not for Joe Biden, Lordstown would have produced tens of thousands of tr- of trucks by today. But
4: yeah. Joe Biden said, nope, sorry, you got Joe Biden would have gone to Lordstown too. let's not fool ourselves oh, yeah. if, if mm. they could have said no, they course. would have been like, right. hey, you know, we'd love you to come and speak at our Lordstown plant where we crank up machines every once in a while. <laughs> uh, and he'd be like, oh, cool, you know, and you get him in there and you put on some safety glasses and a hard hat and he watches them crank mm. up a machine and everybody's really happy. Mm hmm.
0: Makes a really confusing speech. Everyone would look away for just a second. They'd look back to where he was and be like, oh, no, where's the president gone? And he's mm-hmm. wandering through a uh, row of, like, automatic welders like Mr. Magoo getting barely missed by each one. Yeah. Very fun.
3: <laughs> no, time was, you, you, your daddy would work at the car plan, and you'd say, well, what are you doing down there, dad? And he said, well, son, it's, uh, it's a day. Or, oh, oh, what am I talking about? Yeah,
0: that'd be great. Uh, so that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, so... um." Uh, But no, of course, yeah, that every single every single president would be or every single political tendency in America would be very, very pleased to sort of look at, again, the very surface level recovery that's represented by a guy comes in, says he's going to buy the factory and promises to do technology that's basically indistinguishable from magic. um, Well, that means it's good as as, magic is very impressive as essentially a uh, yes, this wonderful sort of story of uh recovery again without sort of looking too closely at it mm. Mm.
3: i went to this car plant and the man there he made a car appear behind my ear i'm telling you it was absolutely tremendous i've never <laughs> seen some of the losers over at general motors okay they think they can do cars this man car in your ear they can't <laughs> do it folks they don't know how <laughs> That's right
0: so um so basically some of the workers hired thus far at mm-hmm. lordstown motors are former members of the uaw local one uh Mm 1,112. Tim O'Hara, the shop's our president, said, I'd hate to see them get another job. And then the same thing happens to them that happened with GM. Of course, there are a lot of hopes resting on Lordstown Motors as far as jobs are concerned. we do hate to see them. We have our hopes very up. Yeah. Yeah. A place of sort of, uh, you know, despair that has been wrought on you by like the sort of dispassionate greed of a company like General Motors. And then to more or less have a con man come in Mm. and promise you uh, it's a, a guy essentially rode into town um on uh on like a horse drawn carriage uh selling uh, what amounted to like you know miracle cures more or less for mm. this town's economic woes um i think it must i think it would really do a number on you mm-hmm. to like experience sort of to experience just a brief flash of hope before being told oh no sorry we don't make anything uh in america or the uk all we make are complicated financial instruments and we needed to um we needed the factory the factory to be full of people we needed to make it look like we were going to make this area recover in order to uh, make off with our uh, millions sorry listen buddy let yeah. me level with you here are you familiar with
3: the battleship potential <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean,
4: politicians get a ton out of that too you know oh i brought yeah. the plant back you know, which is like, mm-hmm. OK, you you didn't bring the plant back. Some guy rolled into town and brought the plant back. But the thing about it is that's really sad is that people want the fucking plants, you know, like that's all anybody really wants in this world is in in, in like those parts of the country is like they just want to have the damn plant where they can go to work 40 hours a week and do something and then come home and have a house and some money. It's really not that fucking hard of a thing to make people happy. But, you know, of course, capital prevents that from happening every step of the way.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the, if the, and the, the thing that's interesting, I guess, about this is the, the formation of capital is different. You know the the mm. sort of extractive, exploitative, the the directly exploitative model of capital. Like at least it includes, or the the pitch is right, is that look the the directly exploitative model of capitalism it includes you and it's sort of located in a place and you can organize against it, and then it yeah. sort of deterritorialized itself and became sort of. Uh, fin the sort of globalized finance capital, and all of a sudden, you're no lo- if you're in Lordstown, you're no longer included. It's gonna have to go somewhere where you know they. Yeah, you know, we're, we're actually we're using children well, now to make Chevrolet's. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Chevy uh, Power Wheels. That's and, right. And um, the and now though, yeah, you've seen the size of these kids' the, hands; they can get in there. The new formulation of capital is essentially, you know, um, it's beyond sort of simple. It's beyond sort of simple, sort of globalized, um, like just in time supply chain capital. Mm. It's now essentially like largely fictitious and beyond credibility. It's Mm. now just I need to make a convincing enough slide deck to get someone to purchase my SPAC, and then that's all that really needs to happen. Mm. And at no point mm. does a car really need to be made. I just need to tell a good story about a car being made. Hell yeah! And so the jo- and so the job that comes back to um, to Lordstown is a fake version of the job that was there before because it's easier to sell that on a PowerPoint because finance has already deterritorialized most of the car production. That's fine. We don't need it anymore. Mm. Uh, it also so- just
4: makes every single person happy. There, there is a part of a scam, like a scam person that also like really gets off on making people happy that I think it's a really Mm. underrated part of Mm. scams where it's like, yeah, Mm. man, I get to come in. I get to throw a parade, probably had the high school band play at a rally (laughs) and we're opening up the plant. The mayor gets to cut a big ribbon. I get to like, you know, crank up the machine for the workers while they clap. Mm. I think they, I think that part of a scam is that joy. Yeah, for sure. Because it's the, cause that's the joy. Because at least you're experiencing
0: some like optimism.
3: Yeah, not not. Nice it's just. Do.
0: It's just, again, it's like ch- cheap, fake sort of sugar optimism. It's not connected to, it's connected to a, f- a fictional story. Yeah. So a few more, a few more things. This is from NPR. Uh, Youngstown native Francis Turnage worked for the plant for three decades starting in the 70s. She says, I looked around one day and I saw a lot of the jobs were empty and replaced with robots. It got lonely and that was just another blow, Uh, she said, about this region that had lost so many jobs. She followed the news about Lordstown's plans for the facility and like many in the community, she's wishing for the best. I hope it works. I pray it works. Oh boy. Well, it's not going to. No. So, shall we discuss uh, Lordstown's uh, fictitious car? Yeah, is it really good? Um, well, so. Is
4: it as good as the super truck? Much like the union <laughs> the
5: non-union imaginary jobs, why do I imagine the imaginary car won't even be good
0: either? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: so um and by the way, if you're wondering sort of what they made from this, right? Remember, they went public as part of a SPAC, so they did a reverse merger, went public on the stock market. And then were able to sell a bunch of shares the moment they went public. By the way, all the insiders sold tons and tons of shares, millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of shares for this company that was, that, whose value was based on the idea that it was going to be one of the most valuable car companies in the world in a few years. But as mm. soon as, they went, as it went public, they sold tons, sold tons of shares, uh, which definitely engenders confidence in it for me.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, if you're running a company and you believe it's going to be worth untold billions of dollars in five years, you would sell most of your shares right now. Yeah, because you want to let share the wealth. Exactly,
0: yeah, because yeah. you're a Marxist. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Uh, so the fictitious car is a commercially focused, fully electric pickup truck, and its USP is that it's got like four small motors, uh, one powering each wheel directly. Oh, um, that sounds like a yeah. lot to go wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait,
5: so, is so like putting uh, Steve- the, the motors on the actual wheels... Yes. That's the I dumbest mean, thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Presumably they're in like they're in like the body of the car, aren't they? But just no, they are unsprung. They are below the shocks. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in my uh... fucking life.
4: People who drive cars have always said more motors. I would like more motors mm. on the car. That would make it better.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I think the logic. It's quite common for electric cars to have two motors, right? Like front and back. But like, yeah, four
5: sounds like a lot. We've doubled. It's like um, many... it's like razor blade having logic. The, in the you know? wheels, where like yeah, yeah, it's it's a the, car. you have the sort of brake caliper heat on them. You have stuff getting thrown up from okay. the road. You have if you hit a curb. It, 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 oh, why would... oh,
0: don't hit
3: a curb. <laughs> Oh, poor oh boy! Don't do that. No, don't do that. Okay, <laughs> don't hit a curb. Our advice is don't do that. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, because I drive a shitty car, right? And like, and my car hasn't. There are no lights that come on in that bitch because there aren't any lights, right? Like, if something goes wrong with that car, you find out because the, you hear the noise. You don't see a light, right? And then sometimes I drive my mum's car, which is like a fucking nice Japanese car, and like, you drive down a pothole and like a little light comes up on the dashboard, being like, "Whoa, don't do that!" Mm. And it's like,
0: yo, yeah, well, I know not to do that. The road is shit." <laughs> like, well, so uh, I would, so, I would say, if you're driving. Um, on a, a workhorse endurance, so named, uh, because it, Steve Burns said uh, the endurance has a dual meaning about the endurance of the people and the region, uh, uh, yeah. not the car. I guess that's no. good. Yeah.
4: No, that's a yeah. good thing. It's got, to got say. one horsepower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this car's impossible. Yeah. I'm now looking at the website. This car's impossible. This is a real Theranos mobile here. All right, I want to see this now.
2: That's right. All right,
4: let's get it up here. You get the initial Uh, operating cost comparison on the main page and you start looking at it and you're like, get the fuck out of here. This is impossible. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, there are a number of reasons.
3: Oh, why Oh, wow. Okay. It looks like you gave a pickup truck like gigantism.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, what
3: if Ramzan Kadyrov was a was a pickup truck? Oh, that's right. And what if Ramzan Kadyrov was a pickup truck and also dressed as Robocop and was also in charge of that company?
5: I'm asking this constantly.
3: Yeah, I'm always <laughs> asking. This. One of the sections of photos it just says Mike Pence,
0: and it's also just a picture of the pickup truck. And he like, also whoa. did. Go, he visited it Pence and tr- Steve Burns visited Pence and Trump at the White House. Anyway, so more on the car. Um. Yeah. So you you guys have all pointed out the main flaw right away, which is that hub motors, as they're called, are uh, susceptible to durability issues, as you might put huh. it, um, um uh, gently, much like the Hindenburg, well, uh, like, because
5: these are electric motors, right? Yes, correct. So, uh, mm. uh, when you say susceptible to durability issues, do we mean in a sort of um catching fire
0: way? Well. Okay, so so far. okay, I'll give you a little bit of a history of the um, of the rollout of the endurance. Uh, By November 2019, the company promised to do for 2020. Having missed that, uh, they then said that they would begin in January 2021. Having missed that, they then said that deliveries would begin sometime early 2021. And now having sort of basically having missed that, the latest company presentation now says deliveries are expected September 2021. There has been one time. I'm well, uh, not gonna miss it again. The car, the truck appears to have been tested once, um, and according to a ni- the transcript of a nine one one call obtained by Hindenburg, it stopped driving after ten minutes and immediately burst into flames.
4: Huh? Yeah. That's bad. You don't want that. You don't want your car to do that. No. That's something. Mm. I'm not a car guy, but I know that I don't want that to happen.
0: No. Yeah, that's more of a specialist thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to drive a car a very short distance and then destroy some evidence, like if you want, yeah, yeah, to, if yeah. you're running from a murder and you want to really deprioritize getting away from the murder, but prioritize destroying the evidence
4: of the murder, this is the car for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, These guys are overrating how much people want flames on their car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I said decals, <laughs> decals. <laughs> 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 um so basically, it, it loves to talk about this in-wheel drive system, but apparently, mm. according to employees, Burns went with this with the company that supplies. So they don't do anything in-house, oh, by the way. That's why he's called that. Yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> oh.
0: So uh, by, uh, by the way, they don't actually make much of this technology in-house. They just license it from other companies and then put it together. In fact, like
2: huh. fucking huh. none
0: of these tech companies, very few of them actually do anything technical. Like Greensill, for example, they just license their like AI invoicing software from a third-party firm. Like none of these companies he's actually do anything it's just a guy has an idea goes and licenses a bunch of stuff and then talks a bunch of people out of money promising that mm-hmm. he'll make them all richer than Croesus. that's basically what happens cool um yeah, it yeah. sounds fun <laughs> yeah cool. i i would like to do that myself yeah in fact uh we're very proud to announce a uh joint venture between uh tf and street fight we're <laughs> making our own uh transatlantic vtol taxi service uh all we'll oh, need nice. is uh millions so, um, yeah. investors, please mm, get that us. Yes.
4: Mm. Uber, but for getting to another continent. That's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: what, what if it it's it's Uber for private jets and it also comes to your house and is a VTOL? Uh, mm. And I see no problems with that. Um, or, they did do
4: Uber for helicopters in New York. Yeah. I do know mm. that. That's right. So I don't know how long it lasted or whatever. It sounds dangerous, but I'll, I mean, I'll let them do what they're going to do in the big city. Yeah look when sorry when has anybody ever
0: died in a helicopter accident ever (laughs) Come on, nobody that i can remember no
3: one's ever told me that they died in a helicopter accident exactly
0: as far as i'm aware um there was only one helicopter of navy seals that went to get bin laden Mm. uh anyway so um what so basically right yeah this if you sort of this and again it's a work it's a work truck it's supposed to go on job sites and stuff Like, it's supposed to be for companies that are using it as parts of, like, working fleets. And if it, like, goes over a small bump, (laughs) then it will catch on fire.
3: Yeah, it's designed to be driven by blokes, and their
0: geezers can handle a car that's on fire. (laughs) That's right. So, this is what was very funny to me. And, Milo, you kept talking about um, a stage for a play. Okay. This is where some of that all comes together. So, this is also in the Hindenburg Report. A senior UAW union leader who worked for decades at the Lordstown plant for GM also believes production of the Endurance is lagging way behind the stated schedule, referring to a video posted by Lordstown in late 2020, late February 2021 of an Endurance body being assembled by four robots, only one of which actually generated any sparks. <laughs> so what they did yeah. was they put the body into like a bay. They turned on a bunch of... They had a bunch of robot arms moving around it but not actually doing anything
4: Uh yeah it's like an amusement park ride you go to like an amusement park you go through a little like uh, uh it's the factory ride you go in there there's <laughs> people with hard hats there's machines making noises and jumping up and down you're like wow, they're really making a truck here that is, <laughs> has really good mileage. It, 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 it is uh, cheaper than a Ford F-150, so this is a fun ride.
0: Yeah. Mm. It, you know, essentially, that's what it is. Is It's an amusement park ride for venture capitalists. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, again, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean,
3: usually the kind of amusement rides they go on are like a VTOL taxis that yeah. kill them. So in this respect, it's much better for them. Or uh, planes uh, owned by mm. certain guys. Yeah. Planes owned by guys going to places that are like in the middle of the ocean for the reasons.
0: Uh, So anyway, that's one half of it. You have a company with a product that appears to be a little more than smoke and mirrors. Mm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Steve Burns, because look, maybe the car is just like bad because of a bunch of coincidences. Mm. I'm sure Steve Burns has a lot of experience in making cars presumably sure. yeah he's been in charge of one two three four five uh different car different companies all of which i i didn't actually read these i assume they all have to do with cars yeah so uh the first one is called ad link which is a computer program allows real estate advertisers to track to newspaper. Cars. no oh. to track newspaper ads okay so okay all right that's one i'm sure the other four are to do with cars uh pocket script a provider of electronic prescription software to my car no, not cars um mm. Ask me now, and Ask Jeeves clone ask search engine. Ask me how to make cars. Uh, ask me now, a search engine that launched in 2005 and traded as an over-the-counter stock until it went defunct three years later as a clone of Ask Jeeves. Okay, that one wasn't cars. I imagine the next two are going to be cars. I love the idea of being a clone
3: of Ask Jeeves. Like, everyone remembers yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. The internet <laughs> colossus <laughs> that was Ask Jeeves. The household name. That's why people always say you
0: should ask Jeeves that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say that. <laughs> Um, okay, mobile voice control, which I assume is for cars, a provider of speech recognition software, not for cars. Yeah. Okay, last one. I could tell who was asking Jeeves. I, I took this on my phone, a photo storage site formed in 2007 that went defunct in 2011, so like a, clo- a photo bucket clone. Oh. Okay, so... Oh. He hasn't done mm. any car stuff until he started Workhorse, which he was then forced out of for being not very good as the executive of a car company.
3: I like that this guy's approach is like, oh, "Well, I'm bad at everything yeah. I've tried so far. I gotta be good at something."
0: <laughs> cars, I try maybe. something else. Yeah, <laughs> maybe cars. Hey, You know what? This yeah. there seems to be an empty an empty um, factory in this city, and everyone in there just sort of looking up at me with giant eyes full of hope. Maybe I'm good at cars. <laughs> Yeah,
4: yeah, a huge piece of equipment that people can die in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I could probably mm-hmm. do that, you know. Yes, my <laughs> Ask Jeeves clone, uh, Ask Terry or yeah. whatever it was called, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, did not work. But I could make a car oh, for sure. <laughs> Watching I... this car drive on, uh, uh, like, because they have a screen of it driving on dirt roads, mm-hmm. which I assume they weren't able to do. Yeah.
0: Or right. I mean, this is this reminds me of the company Nicola, which I was mentioning earlier before we started recording, which mm. demonstrated its its electronic truck working by rolling it down a hill and then filming it rolling down the hill. And they said the truck in motion, so they were technically yeah. correct, right? Um, so I I, I
3: I used Ask Terry, and then ten minutes later, my computer caught fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like for example. Um, like uh, what? One thing we know is that the car doesn't like. There are tons and tons of regulatory standards it has to adhere to. According to the report, it adheres to none of them. Um, so well, I imagine like it could have been anything. They could have the mold. They could have put it. Uh, they could have just put this a combustion isn't engine. not your mom's car? <laughs> no. Well, no, it's not crucially because she yeah. doesn't operate a fleet, Milo. Jeez, no. Anyway, so um, but that's the fictitious car. Some um, really weird your mom joke, like yo, yeah. your mom operates a flea. Yeah, that's right. For all the, I dudes. could
4: pre-order one for a hundred bucks. They do have. Oh, a on hundred bucks. You can bucks. go to order now, and you pay a hundred bucks, and you got yourself a pre-order. No, uh, a, fee- a Lordstown vehicle deposit
0: now one hundred dollars. Mm, uh, Brian, you mentioned uh, a pre-order. Well. Let me tell you uh, that uh, this, the pre-orders play a huge part in one of the reasons that this has been able to go on for so long, because they've claimed to have 100,000 uh, pre-ordered trucks, right? Uh, I, and not just from uh, podcasters going on their website.
2: Mm.
0: Um, so effect essentially, the pre-orders from Lordstown and its pre- predecessor essentially actually were just a commitment to think about ordering it later. Um,
4: yeah, huh. but they got a hundred bucks for each one of those commitments. So that's something. Mm-hmm. Um so- I'm updating the quantity here.
0: A <laughs> couple thousand.
4: said I wanted to get a hundred thousand of yeah.
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll save this company.
4: So. 404 not found. Oh. So you can't order a hundred thousand of them. <laughs> oh, damn. damn
3: it. Yeah. What so, about my fleet of a hundred thousand uh,
0: kamikaze pickup truck drivers? So, so <laughs> mostly what would happen is they would arrange these through third parties, right? Or or they would sell them to like other companies and fleet operators. However, uh when pressed as to what these pre-orders actually meant, um, a member of staff said, These are soft orders. It's not a firm <laughs> commitment. It's let's take a look and decide later. <laughs> we're thumbing in an order. Yeah. Um, they have um, to do it a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I say I have no idea if that's a fabrication or an exaggeration or the real deal. But I know some of the people who have these orders, and they are absolutely not firm orders. And however, they'll often say, "Oh, we have hundred thousand pre-orders." You know, we're we're a, we're a rock solid company. They'll 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 tr- they'll basically trumpet these uh, numbers as real when they're in fact, uh, you know, let's say less than. So Hmm. they do is they basically use this fictitious demand to like generate um, like excitement about finance, excitement among like people financing it. And this is the part Hmm. that I think is you know fine, you know, Hmm. uh, it is very funny uh, that a bunch of people got um, a bunch of investors essentially got uh, buffaloed uh, by uh, this.
3: How the fuck does that
0: work? How do these people whose job it is to invest uh, in companies
3: aren't
4: very smart? I mean, if you say you got 100,000 pre-orders, they really don't probably care to see the paperwork. It just sounds like a really good deal. Also, on the mm. thing where you can pay a 100 bucks for a vehicle deposit, there's a little section that says, how many total trucks could you end up potentially purchasing in the future? Yeah. <laughs> so I assume they've gotten a $100 for people saying, I'm probably a, more than 100. Yeah. I can see my business needing a 100 of these yeah. things.
0: Absolutely. Mm. And yeah. so what happened, right? Is they'll get a letter of intent signed by by someone else, right? No commitment at all. Um, and here's a couple of their of third par- mm. of counterparties that signed letters of intent with them. One is E Squared Energy, which represented seventeen point five percent of Lordstown's order book at one point. Um, the uh, principal, again, this is uh, from Hindenburg. The principal of uh, E Squared Energy was identified as one Tim Gross. In his LinkedIn profile, he identifies himself as a transformational leader in clean Wait, energy. No relation of no. harassment. Uh, no, it's got an E. Oh, okay. Yeah, different gross. Um, however, uh, E-Squared, which ordered, uh, again, $735 million uh, worth of trucks. Uh, hmm. E-Squared has two employees. and uh, yeah. <laughs> They're both going to have to drive a lot of truck. <laughs> yeah. Its registered address is a small
4: apartment. Huh. Well, that's fine. You can park the trucks outside. They're busy hiring right now. They don't need the <laughs> yeah. trucks quite yet. <laughs> they're going to have m- several people on staff.
3: Yeah, they're also they've written a letter of intent to someone else to hire
0: like 100,000 people.
4: <laughs>
1: well,
0: that's yeah. sort of yeah. that's sort of what they did. So they say when challenged about this, Gross said, "We don't operate a fleet, but we provide fleets. It's a hybrid of a lease, but it's not a lease. The cl- that's the closest I can describe it to someone who isn't already familiar." And now I have to walk down down these stairs.
3: Oh yeah, our business is too good for you to understand it. <laughs> that's great. I love it when that's the case. You know, like oh yeah, well our business is like basically it's like it's like a lease, but it's nothing like that. Anyway, you wouldn't be able to understand it. It's pretty. <laughs> It's pretty <laughs> highbrow. Do you mind leaving? I'm trying to smoke a bowl here. <laughs> Money, please. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um.
0: Essentially, what what they did is they. It's just fucking Brad Pitt yeah. in a uh, true romance. Just <laughs> so sitting there like, are you the mafia? Yeah. Uh. So effectively, right? They're saying that they're they're have they're intending to buy all these trucks that they will then lease but not lease to provide fleets but not provide fleets to a bunch of unspecified people. But they're a company of two employees, one of whom is part-time and doing it as a side hustle. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, when challenged on what kind of energy consulting he actually does, he advises buildings on how to like change their lights to be more efficient or turn off their computers. I guess now he also provides thousands and thousands and thousands of trucks directly from his apartment. Because that as a business is also a scam.
5: Yeah. I got you to turn your lights off, can I interest you in 10,000 electric trucks?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you get him in by turning off the lights, then you hit him with the 10,000 electric trucks! <laughs> Would you consider? Because
3: um, you know, like that that whole, I, I mean, I presume it is in the States as well, in Britain, like that whole industry is basically a scam as well because I think it was at some point it was either the Tories or like the end of New Labour, they introduced this thing where like, every building gets given like an energy efficiency score, and like you can, uh, yeah. and it, like, it affects how whether you can like rent out a building, like what energy efficiency score it has, and overnight this whole industry of like wide boy geezers sprung up, who are all these like qualified energy assessors, and they were all guys who used to be like fucking I don't know, like used car salesmen or whatever before, and you could just like t- retrain overnight to be like a qualified green energy assessor, and you get paid like two hundred quid a throw to go and walk round someone's office and go like, yeah, you could need to change them light bulbs, mate. Oh, those are light bulbs you're gonna need the uh, leds <laughs> uh, that'd be 200
2: quid please
3: <laughs> to like fucking
0: stamp a certificate that says change the light bulbs uh, I i love
3: capitalism yeah. it's so cool well, it's,
0: it's like any any boom industry like this always generates people who are sort of reckon that the eagerness of other people to get involved in it means that they won't check what they're doing too closely and they can just kind of try to either even if they're not like directly like fabricating a company they can try to sort mm. of just invent a middleman role for themselves and just yeah. grab some of like the dumb money that's flying towards yeah, you it you can become lights spaz. yeah that's right yeah you better turn them off mate so another one um you heard of the environment innovations llc oh yeah hell, hell yeah <laughs> fucking slam it into my veins uh ordered fifty-two <laughs> and a half million dollars worth of trucks <laughs> that's an innovation all right. um and they spoke. And the the, the firm spoke with David Hine, who explained that Innovations has no plans to actually purchase the vehicles. Instead, describing his role as merely that of a promoter or influencer. I'm a truck cool. influencer.
4: Oh, an influencer, <laughs> a a a, uh, a commercial fleet influencer. <laughs> sure, on why not Instagram? Why not? Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes on there. He's like, "Have you seen these fucking trucks?" You know, uh, and also a CBD pill.
0: He's in Dubai, like showing hole on the truck. <laughs> so yeah. So what they what he says is, "What we do is host and support events with companies, and then we invite Lordstown Motors to the event to show the product." We Mm. just direct the company to Lordstown directly. When they tell us that they're interested in purchasing trucks, that's what we do. We don't get involved with any of the actual ordering. We're just influencers. Uh, What what InterVisions does is promote the product, and we think we can influence from there. Remember, we don't sell the truck. We just influence companies. Uh, As of the time of the report, they had 30 followers on social media.
4: Huh. Huh. That's so, a successful influence. We've
0: right. boosted influence. I love
3: that they didn't even bother buying some followers. Like for literally like twenty dollars, they could have bought a few thousand followers, but well, they were like, "Nah." If
0: each one of their followers
3: buys thirty-three trucks. Yeah, they're going to do pretty well. I would respect this company so much more if they'd have just sold a shitload of trucks to ISIS. <laughs>
0: That's right. Well, like, I mean, that you would, would be so you.
3: Cool. You really
0: stop ISIS.
3: Yeah. That would be, <laughs> yeah. Them this truck. That'd be great. That would be like a win-win
0: for everyone concerned. <laughs> you get your money, you stop ISIS. <laughs> yeah, but the crazy thing is, right, all of that, people basically signing mm. letters of intent to buy trucks when really they're just like truck promoters or whatever, <laughs> That looks wildly yeah. legit.
3: Spawn comfort trucks. That's like I am making my racist YouTube video that is sponsored by the
0: truck that catches yeah, fire. Oh, yo, you could totally be like a like a dash cam YouTube guy, and mm. you are talking about I don't know how like you know the the SJWs made it. so He can't jack off the Space Jam anymore. But then ten minutes mm. into your video, it just explodes because yeah. you hit a small pebble. Cool.
4: I'm in the endurance. This is great. <laughs> mm.
0: I'm loving enduring all of this uh heat. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, coming from you coming to you from the endurance, uh, the the Dunkin' Donuts cashier wouldn't serve me my drink because I wouldn't put a mask on.
0: <laughs> That's, <all> right. <laughs> That's right. So this all but this all looks wildly legit compared to their next way they generated pre orders. Uh oh. So in early 2020, this is from the report, with a go public transaction on the horizon, former employees told Hindenburg that CEO Steve Burns was desperate to increase his number of pre-orders regardless of the quality of those orders, regardless of how much anyone... Previously, they've been very quality-driven. Well, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> For example, so what they did was they needed to get 10,000 pre-orders uh, in in order to secure better financing terms mm. from someone who was basically... Loaning, lending them money or buying equity. Right. So the company. I'll hired will do that for them. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, uh, Brian. You could have because the company hired a two person consulting group called Climb to Glory. The number two there is oh, in the nice. middle of Climb to Glory. Mm. Where they, every, and where they, it was to receive $50 per truck pre order they uh, made.
4: 50 bucks. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I would be an affiliate for these guys. Like, Hey, you know, these electric trucks, they're really woke. You just pay them a hundred bucks and they'll send you an email that says you might be able to get a truck. I get $50 of that. This is all great for everybody.
0: No, no, none of these people send them a hundred bucks. Uh, if you sign a big deal with them, you just sign the paper. You don't pay them anything. No financial commitment at all. Nothing.
4: Oh, why do I gotta pay the
0: hundred? Then
4: (laughs) come on! So now I want my money back. I
0: did a (laughs) pre-order. So you just
4: make
3: like a five thousand orders, and you get paid fifty dollars for every one that you make, and then you don't buy any sharks. Correct. That sounds like a yeah. great job. Are they still hiring? Because I, I yeah. could order so many <laughs> trucks. Like honestly, they think those guys are good at ordering trucks. I will, I will piss those guys into submission with my truck ordering. I will have four screens of truck orders open at once. I will order billions of trucks if that is what it takes. <laughs> we don't,
0: we don't even need to do the exploitation anymore. I'll take $35 a truck. I'll just order more. Like, the labor, like, it's, that's what's really, that's what's crazy about what capital's figured out how to do at this point. It's figured out how to, like, make an enormous amount of money off of a car company without involving any labor at all, except for the labor involved in um placing a fake truck order that you have no intention mm. of fulfilling and getting paid for doing
4: that. Yeah. That's it. God, sounds great, though. That's not a bad job at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's Solid. It's, it's very it's it really
4: just strikes as the idea.
0: we used to make stuff in this country. It's like, yeah, I guess Um, now what do you make? I don't know. Money. I, suppose. I used to be in the band D Green, but now I just order <laughs>
3: trucks online right. for money. And I, I'm not going to do anything with any of these trucks. I've got nowhere to put them at my house. Yeah. And so, that's even when you bear in mind the vastness of the universe, the number of the trucks I've ordered is
0: it's vast, an enormous amount. Thank you, Brian Cox. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, this is essentially sort of how they raised the rest of their orders was just by paying some guys. To like go and talk to other guys to say, hey, we'll consider ordering some trucks from you. And then Lordstown just has to take those numbers and turn around to their financiers and be like, look how many we've sold. Mm. It's, just, it's a closed loop. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, um, money has no need to interact with stuff at all. It just, it just interacts with like confidence
3: tricks all the way down. I love that the economy is all gambling tokens now. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, honestly, like, I mean, we joke a lot about not having a real job. Uh, I don't know, Brian, if you feel this way as well, but I've come to realize that we have a more real job than like 99% of the economy, which is just like moving stuff around
0: that doesn't mean anything.
4: Yeah, the people that make a bunch of money, I mean, we definitely work harder than they do. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, so, um, but I just so with that being sort of the. The story, I guess, of how Lordstown Motors came to be and what's happening with it, I guess I just want to sort of refocus on the, you know, the only people I particularly care about in this equation, Mm. which is the people who actually live in Lordstown and who, like, who are basically used as, like, I don't know, props for this, like, Potemkin company that sort of either, I don't know if it was intended to never work or just was sort of every corner was cut so hard at every opportunity and all the focus was just on generating upfront investment as soon as possible, that again, they're just sort of left by the wayside again.
4: I guess like the people that are actually working there are probably doing okay. They're probably pretty happy with the deal if they're not actually having to do a lot of work. <laughs> but mm. I think the sad thing is like this community of people who, who thought that you know, they're going to have generations worth of work because that was kind of the promise of auto factories and stuff like that. You know, we we had these these I guess you could call them years of prosperity with a middle class. Mm-hmm you know and and like people would go to their auto factory job and they would work their 40 45 hours a week and they would get to live in a decent house and go home and sit on their deck and like grill burgers and drink a beer every weekend and like now everybody's in those towns there's just nothing there mm. you know and and they're traveling they're traveling an hour hour 45 minutes i mean i used to work in this warehouse mm. back in uh, uh, when I was a a real worker guy and, um, I made $7 and 50 cents an hour to fold boxes. And I did this for 40 hours a week, but the warehouse was 25 minutes away from my house. Um, what there were guys that worked there with me like guys and their wives just like the, these couples that mm. worked there with me that were driving an hour and a half 2 hours to get to work cuz they lived in one of these lordstown type cities outside mm. of Columbus mm. and they needed they needed the job they needed the money but they were probably paying you know they were probably Paying two hours of labor to get there just in gas every day. Mm. So there's like this promise with these plants that, like, no, those are the good jobs. You know, when you go to high school, in in Ohio, you know, you when at least when I went, you heard about jobs like that. You know, they complained so much because teenagers are like, oh, I want to be an influencer when I get older. I want to I want to be a rapper or whatever. And it's like want to be a fleet. Influencer. That's all there. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking all there is. Yeah, there aren't factories. Nobody can say like, I want to work in a fuck. I want to work in the factory my dad worked at. And, and retired from and has a pension. That doesn't exist.
0: And the thing is, right, all this austerity, right, all of this all of this, this, austerity that's happened since, well, the, again, you want to start it at 1970, 1980, like 2008, whenever you want to start it, right, the whole promise was always if we do enough austerity, then the good jobs will come back. And not only will they be good jobs, they'll be better jobs because there'll be massive innovators who have been like, you know, um, who have been sort of incentivized to succeed because we have no taxes, and we are basically throwing money at business. And you know, that's why you, your kid can't go to school, or he's got like seventy people in his class, or whatever. And you, we can't, ha- we have to have all this austerity. But it just creates—it's it's just highly financialized environment. It just says, well, the incentive is to use the factory as a, as a movie set because the actual money is made from investors. Um, mm. It's so what happens is—it's all just—it comes back, but hollow in a parody.
4: And truly, for a guy like me, what sucks about this most, a guy that loves scams,
2: <laughs> is that there is a
4: real working class human toll to yeah. these things mm. because the whole thing kicks ass. Yeah. All the way until you get to that point. You know, guy rolls into town. He makes the mayor look like a dipshit. He, you know, everybody looks like a fucking idiot in the end. Mm. But that also includes people who really need help and, and could have really used those mm. jobs. That's what's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. It's, just,
5: it's such a flex, right? Like <laughs> by uh, sort of capitalists who have won so hard, who like ever since like the Lord's Downstrike of 72, right? Have Have like won and have crushed any attempt at socialism and now they're just like deciding hey i guess we're gonna do like scams today because i like the movie the sting Mm -hmm.
4: yeah Yeah, and and well i i wonder if they even my my uh real curiosity is like does this guy think he's doing a scam did he think that this was going to be possible or did he go into this knowing like we weren't fucking doing anything here? I mean, I, I, I probably lean more on the cynical side of he went in there and we ain't, we aren't doing anything oh, yeah. here. I'm, we'll just get investors, uh, you know, yeah. but you don't even get in trouble for this shit. I, I mean, you guys sent me that, the, uh, uh, the report, I guess, Mm. the report did any has anybody gotten in trouble well, for this
0: no what well, what's happened is that report basically is just a short sellers report where it's sort of detailing all of this stuff that's happening that they're alleging is oh happening in yeah, the company short sellers yeah. are
4: only yeah. regulators <laughs> left yeah
0: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's we, it. That's we love we them though
4: yeah they're uh, we I mean, love them the GameStop guys
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah so it's it's a, a big sh- a short selling firm that's basically just saying that yeah there's a bunch of, a bunch of bullshits happening in this company but if it wasn't for them, then no one would have fucking known.
3: The thing is, with all this stuff, like my natural instinct, much like Brian, is to err on the cynical side. But then when you actually talk to these people, lots of them are such like, Perfect sunshine morons. That you, it kind of you can sort of believe that they believe that like somehow it's going to work. Like one of my good friends like does a lot of like Silicon Valley startup shit, and just like the shit he reports to me that people say to him about like their obviously insane concept for a company that they're just like, yeah, it's probably going to be worth like twelve billion dollars, and you're just like, you really believe this? Yeah. You all really like, yeah. No cult is as powerful as like the fucking venture cap Silicon Valley people. But if everyone does believe it, then. Well, that's the, no thing. the line will go up until it doesn't yeah. like, because if people keep believing in the line until it's like when you get a run on a bank, right? It, once enough people stop believing in the bank, then the bank collapses. Hmm. And so it just like they, they haven't reached that like event horizon yet where suddenly they all wake up one day and they're like, wait, it's all nothing. We make nothing. <laughs> it's, true. it's an app that tells you if your carrots are happy. What the fuck even is that? I, I own a house
0: in downtown San Francisco. <laughs>
5: Slipping into Boston Asimo there. Yeah. What
0: the fuck? I'm supposed to just sell Hondas. So, uh, the, they got me making a fake truck. I mean, look, if you want to sort of get some insight as to whether or not this is cynical or not, I mean, again, I kind of can't tell either. But um, an in-wheel drive system ordinarily would cost like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? And he licensed this technology for like thirteen million dollars from a company that had has had fifteen million dollars invested in it, not even in sales, just in total investment.
4: When you look at the cost uh, uh, between it and a Ford F one hundred and fifty, and it's only like uh, a less than a thousand dollars more, that's where I tend to be like, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can even fucking do that. And uh, yeah. uh, I think. I, I don't even know if that's possible. You it know? is when it catches fire
0: after 10 minutes.
4: It is. That's mm-hmm. actually true. So
0: I think rightly, the thing is, it, what is the difference between like psychotic optimism and cynicism? And I think that at some point, there's a bit of a horseshoe theory here where kind of not much and it's not important. Where you're uh, you're either yeah. you're unwilling to communicate the, the truth, the outcome or, is the same. You're unable to mm. confront the truth, and you just believe that because of your own innate brilliance. And again, a, a belief that is cultivated a lot in our sort of uh, in our society, economy, whatever. That mm. because you are a founder, you are uniquely brilliant, and you're here to change the world. That you're not going to let the fact of uh, like that you're getting like the cheapest version of the in wheel engine that bursts into flame immediately all the time. You're not going to let that detract from the fact that you're here not just to save the world with all of these electric vehicles. You're also here to save America by bringing the jobs back. And it just so happens that the only people who do this are the kinds of sociopaths who believe they can do it. Sorry, I just had an extreme flashback of the
3: guy I've mentioned to you before who I know from Cambridge who has, like, started some mental health startup to,
4: like, help blokes who are, like, addicted to eating Toblerone
3: and has got, like, national press coverage. Perfect.
4: Well, I... I I think also like that the highest levels of capital are like a mix between psychotic optimism and cynicism. Like, I think they see themselves as cynics, but I do think that they think that they are optimists. Like they, I think a guy like this thinks that this is the endurance will get made, you know, it's going to get made. We just have to do some shit. In order to, you know, we just have to, like, tread water for a while until we figure out how to get this thing made. I don't think he Mm. doesn't think it's going to get made, is what I think. So he says, uh, in response to
0: this report, he says, there's always haters. I quoted Taylor Swift to somebody the other day. (laughs) Haters going to hate, 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 hate. You've got to shake it off. Sorry, I've become the
3: Joker. That's incredible. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Mate. Mate, come on. Do you there's there was a bit in our here Shards comedy show a few years ago where it was like, you ever in an argument with someone and you find yourself just going, mate, mate, come on, mate, not <laughs> mate. <laughs> That's how I feel about yeah. this. There it is. I love that he included all of the additional haters. hates. He didn't just say haters gonna hate. Haters. He didn't paraphrase. He's like,
0: yeah. no, short sellers just haters. They are haters. Anyway, yeah. they are though. Yeah, they hate businesses. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I mm-hmm. wanted
4: to ask you before I get out before before you make me leave. Yes. Uh, uh, you guys are the only people that I've talked to from your neck of the woods. And I talked about Ooh. my neck of the woods, mm, mm. and I want to ask you guys if we'll you have show you ever ours. seen that. I want <laughs> I want you guys to know if I want to know if you've ever seen this movie or this this series that came out of there okay. called Years and Years.
0: We've been t- I've been talking about this with uh, my 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 co-host. Yes, it is the the Lib Dem version of Children have, of Men. I've heard tell of this, but I haven't actually seen mm. it, and I don't
3: know yeah, much about it. I,
4: I have seen it's elements honestly. Of it one of the funniest things i've ever it is so bad (laughs) it is west wing brained it it is like a west wing brained children of men is a really good example it is so So stupid
0: with with all of that in mind i also say before you watch years and years though i urge you to check out street fight uh, which is available oh, on thank you. any fine uh, podcast platform, Patreon, and some disreputable ones as well. Yeah, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do check that out. Um, in the meantime, I just want to say, uh, Brian, thank you very much for coming on and talking to us today.
4: Thank you. I'll bring Brett with me next time, I promise. Yeah. He's He's got some shit going on. If you listen to the latest Street Fight, you'll know what's up. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, sorry, guys. No, sorry I couldn't right. get us no, both.
0: Not at all. Uh, it was a lovely time regardless. You're um,
3: you're worth you're worth many lesser men, Brian. <laughs>
0: and, oh, thank you. Um with all that being said as well, don't forget we have a Patreon, 5 bucks a month. You can subscribe to it. Uh the if episodes can. will come out in a couple of days. Mm. The episode bonus episode this week is very special. They come out after the free one. The bonus episode <laughs> this week is very special. It is the uh f- thrilling conclusion to the Greensill saga. Ooh. we are going to be doing the thrilling conclusion of the Green Greensill Saga, the bride of Frankenstein's balance sheet. So mm. uh, do subscribe and check that out. With, so I think all that's left now is to say thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to listen to Street Fight, all the TF spin-offs, Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to donate to the various bail funds and the IWGB's uh, Strike and Hardship Fund and all that good stuff. Yeah. We will see you. In the boat. you to pre-order a truck. Yeah, pre-order a truck from Endurance. Why that's not? Right. I,
4: I have I have a 100 of yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. All right. Later Catch everyone. Catch you later.